Thank you. Good um, afternoon, everyone, and welcome to SEC uh, Championship Game Week. This is uh, Chuck Dunlap at the conference office in Birmingham. Uh, we'll have uh, both coaches on for 30 minutes total. Uh, we'll begin with Coach Smart here in a few minutes and then uh, conclude with Coach Saban uh, the latter half of the hour. Uh, same as usual, we uh, press star one to, uh, to get in queue. If you could limit to um, uh, two initial questions, and if we have time, we can come back for some, some follow-up questions uh, after the fact. Also, you might want to just pause a brief second after being called on before asking your questions so the first few words uh, do not get cut off. Um, we're going to be joined by Coach Smart uh, any minute now. For those of you who want to go ahead and, and get in queue for Coach Smart, uh, please uh, press star one now, and then we'll, uh, we'll begin with Coach Smart in just a moment. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Coach, how are you? Hey, doing good. Uh, good afternoon, and welcome back to SEC Championship Game Week. Um, while we uh, wait on those questions to come in, would you mind giving us a, uh, a brief comment on Georgia making it back to the SEC Championship game this season? Uh, yeah, we're excited and um, honored to represent the SEC East, and uh, and we're really feel like that our team has uh, gotten better throughout the year. We've had a really young team, and um, they've grown up throughout the season, and uh, they've got a big challenge in front of us now, uh, playing one of the best teams in the country. And uh, I know our guys are excited about getting back to Atlanta because that's always a goal for the program here at the University of Georgia to have an opportunity to go play for a championship, um, what's one of the best conferences in the country, and uh, we know what, what's at stake. So our kids are excited, and we're looking forward to starting our prep on Alabama. Thank you, Coach. For any questions, press star one, and we'll begin with uh, Murray Poole, a Bulldog. Um, Illustration. And a couple of several of these seniors, Damon Harris, Isaiah Bugs, and all of there. But I think uh, Quentin Williams, there, a big uh, redshirt sophomore lineman, wasn't there on defense, of course. But uh, what would you say about him? He's had a great year, and uh, he's I guess he's going to be one of the very top defensive guys you've faced all year. Well, Murray, I missed the beginning of your question. I caught uh, where you were talking about Isaiah Bugs, maybe, and uh, Quinn. You said about Quinn Williams, but yeah, when I was the last season I was there, Quinn was uh, one of the commits, and um, certainly a very talented player. I think anybody would tell you he's uh, improved immensely over the last couple of years. He's a guy that has developed and gotten better with each year, and he's playing at a really high level. Next is Alex Byington of the Montgomery Appetizer. Alex, are you there? Trust again, Alex Byington with Montgomery. Can we open up his line, please? Can you hear me? Go ahead, Alex. Okay, hey, sorry about that. Um, just given the way the, the season ended last year, how much did this game, this matchup, Georgia-Alabama, feel like an inevitability throughout the season? Um, I don't know that it was inevitable. I mean, certainly both of us had to win some football games to get to it. Uh, but I don't, you know, I think last year's game is last year's game, and our kids are really focused on playing good football. That's really all we've worried about for the last five to six weeks since the LSU loss is moving forward and trying to grow as a team and get better 
and that's that's been our focal point. It really hasn't been uh, much about last year. Thanks, Kirby. Next, we'll go to Steve Moulton, WGGN. Hey, Coach, how are you today? Doing good, Steve. The uh, development of your wide receiver core, I was hoping you could speak on uh, the development of that core and how they've developed this year, Coach. Yeah, they've, they've uh, improved with each week. I think uh, their confidence overall, there's kind of been a, you know, every game's kind of had a different layout with uh, different wideouts, kind of being able to showcase their abilities. It doesn't happen by planning by us. It happens by what defenses do and kind of what, what, what's, what we get dictated to us by the coverages and, and how they play us. But I think they developed, they played really hard. Uh, they've been a huge asset on special teams. I think six of those guys start on special teams and do all kinds of things to make our team better. And they've really bought into uh, being a physical core unit, and um, that's what makes them different. With um, Bama's front seven, uh, how big of a challenge is this going to be for the offensive line on Saturday, Coach? Well, it's always a challenge. Um, you know, Alabama's always separated themselves in, in regards to the offensive and defensive lines, and this team is no different. They've got extremely talented offensive line, extremely talented defensive line. So um, that's that's who they are. That's, there, there's no bones about it. There's, there's no way around it. They're, they're good on both lines of scrimmage, and that's where they try to control the game. And uh, it'd be a great challenge for offensive line. They get to go against a really talented group. Thank you, Coach. Next we'll go to David Pascal, the Chattanooga Times Free Press. Hey, Kirby. Yeah, obviously, these two teams play for the national championship. Back in July, these two teams were the overwhelming favorites to win their respective divisions. What? Uh, I mean, this has obviously been a good league. A lot of eight and nine win teams in the SEC this year. But what? What is kind of separating Alabama and Georgia uh, from the rest of the pack right now? Well, common thing would be quarterback play. You know, in third down conversions and, uh, you know, protecting the ball, not turning the ball over a lot. Uh, those those are similarities. Um, both got good set of backs, good set of receivers. Both teams are scoring points. Um, biggest difference is they're, you know, they play better defense, uh, obviously, than we have, and we've got to improve upon that. But uh, I think both teams are good football teams. That's why they're representing their divisions in the conference championship and, and – uh, both teams continue to get better. And, Kirby, if I could take you back when you were Alabama's defensive coordinator, when you had those back-to-back -back SEC championship games against Florida, losing the one in 08 and winning the one in 09, uh, a lot of Bama players said after that 09 game that, you know, at the beginning of the year, y'all said Florida is who y'all need to knock off to where y'all need to go. Um, y'all are kind of in that situation with Alabama. How do you balance the uh, goal of improving from within and then focusing on, on who you've got to take down to get to where you want to go? Yeah, I wouldn't say in 09 that, that our goal was to take down Florida. It was to take down whoever's in our path, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't, I've never been around really good teams that are focused on other teams. Um, the good teams I've been around are, are focusing on whoever they play that week. And it's really not been different for us this year. I mean, we've, we've really tried to hone in on what we've got to do and, and, and what we got to do to get better. And our concern can't be with Bama all year, we wouldn't be here. So uh, it's a concern now because we've got to go play them. So we've got to go play a good football game. We've got to execute. Um, we've got to, we got to do a good job in order to you know, 
probably one of the best teams in the country. So, I, you know, we've never looked at it as it's all about them or all about us. We just got to do a good job executing. Thank you. Next, we go to Mike Griffith of uh, Dog Nation. for some of the best dual threat quarterbacks in SEC history. Uh, what makes Tua so special, and what have you seen this season out of him? Mike, that thing turned on uh, a little late. Can you repeat that question? Uh, yes, sir. I said, obviously, you've prepared for some of the best dual threat quarterbacks in, in uh, SEC history, and you got an eyeful of Tua last year. What makes Tua so special, and what have you seen from him in terms of his progress this year? Uh, makes him special. He's got an elite arm talent. He's really fast. Uh, he's got really good wide receivers around him. He's got powerful backs. He's got a talented tight end and a great offensive line. And uh, he knows where to go with the ball. He's got uh, great vision downfield. He's got the ability to look off safeties. Um, he can throw the touch pass. He can throw bullets. He's really good at the RPO game. And then on top of all that, he can run. So um, he's, he's a lot to, to, to take in. I think you see that by their scores and what they've been able to, to do. So the challenges are to be able to cover people, be able to affect the quarterback, be able to tackle people in open space, um, you take advantage of mistakes. And that's, that, he's, he's certainly a very talented. And I don't look at him just as dual threat. I mean, I look at him as a talented pocket passer because that's where he does a lot of his damage. Following up on that, your secondary hasn't given up a lot of chunk plays. Your front seven looks to have improved. Can you assess where those units are at as far as your secondary, the confidence you have in them, and then just where you feel like your front seven is right now? Yeah, I've commented all year. We're working progress, and and progress is is about uh, it's about over. So it's season's coming to an end, and we're still in work in progress. So we, we, we've we've got to show improvement, and we've got to change gears because you know what we did last week is nothing to do with what we're going to have to do this week. And when you look at the players and and the players that played, I mean, we'll have different guys in the game. We'll have. Uh, you know, it's, it's a different mode. It's completely different. So um, we'll have to get them uh, ready to play, and that's our job as coaches to prepare these guys this week. And I'm um, certainly excited about the opportunity. Our guys have gotten to go cover what is one of the most elite group of skilled players I've seen assembled in college football. When you look at the wideouts they've got, they've got a bunch of them, and they're really good. And then they got you know, some toys they can do things with, and then they got tight end. They got really good backs. So with all those things, we've got to play a, a really good football game, and, and our kids are excited for the opportunity. Next is Matt Fortuna, the Athletic. Hey, Garby, would you look back at that first college staff with Coach Saban in 2007 and that? Some of the lessons that everyone's had to learn going through some of the from a win-loss perspective, and how do you think, uh, what signs did you see at the time that, that, that showed you that that kind of success was going to come pretty soon? Man, I hate to say this, but this thing went out again. Uh, you said something about 2007, uh, we're talking about, the Bama season, 2007, or yeah, you, you and Coach uh, Savings for, for Coach Savings' first uh, uh, season at Alabama when you guys were all together. And you're asking, what about that year? 
I was asking, what did you guys learn as a staff and you particular how you saw some success coming uh, in the near future, even if it didn't show uh, through the win-loss record in 2007? Uh, you know, I, th- I think it was more about recruiting at that point in time um, and getting players to buy in and believe in the, um, the, the principles and values that we, we, we preached. You know, you, you come in, not everybody jumps on board right away. There's guys that say, well, you know what, I'm going to keep it my way and, and, and I'll get out of here before this guy ever makes it. And then there's other guys that buy right in and try to sell it to others. And certainly in 2007, you know, we didn't have a program where everybody was completely bought in yet, but we were, we were, you know, Coach does a great job organizing things and he had everything in order and guys started to buy in as they bought in. We won more games. We recruited and got better players. It was certainly a process. And uh, as that happened, we got better and better. And I think that's the way you build a program. You build it on a foundation that you want to be consistent and you want to be long-term. Thank you. Next we'll go to Chip Towers of the AJC. Kirby, how are you? Doing good, Chip. Hey, uh, we've talked a little bit about the LSU game, but um, specifically when when you guys came out of that game and came back to Athens, um, what were some of the things that that you guys discussed as a staff about? We, we've got to address this, whether it be from a strategic standpoint or personnel, uh, because obviously you guys played markedly better from that point on. Well, uh, there's a lot of things. We, we, we just didn't, you know, we didn't handle uh, the atmosphere well. We didn't play our best game, and we didn't coach our best game. So it wasn't all the players, and it, it wasn't all the scheme. It was a lot of things combined. And uh, a lot of things happened in that game that were really close to going our favor, and we've kind of belabored those things. But at the end of the day, we didn't put our best foot forward. And we talked about moving forward, saying, hey, we're going to really hone in on things, get good at this, get good at that, and not worry about the rest and take the players that really want to be a part of it, want to buy into it and, and get them out there and play and made a commitment to playing some of the younger players and as they've played, they've played better and um, that's the only way to grow some of these young guys is to get them out there and put them in the game and, and, and let them make mistakes. When you look back at that specific point in the season to where you are now, um, are you pleased with what you with, with what you saw happen? As far as the progress made since that game, yeah, I mean, you know, there's goal, there's objectives, and then there's meeting those objectives. Obviously, you guys didn't lose again, uh, but you, you know, I'm sure. I mean, you look at it so much differently than we do in that regard. You know? Well, yeah, I mean, we, we, I feel like there's things we've done better um, each and every game, but there's a, a vast amount of improvement that can be done, and uh, I think the only way you, you improve is you kind of iron sharpens iron and you go compete against each other and you, and you get better and you keep working. I mean, I, you know, we're, we're not where we need to be by any means. And I think offensively we're playing, you know, good football. We're being very efficient. And when you're efficient, you give yourself a chance. Um, but defensively, we've certainly got to improve. Thanks. Next is Joseph Goodman of Birmingham News. Yeah, Kirby, hey, how are you doing? Doing good, doing good. Great. Um, the, the offense has changed a lot since you've been there uh, at Alabama. Are you surprised that 
Nick Saban even went this way to such a uh, fast-paced, high-scoring offense as compared to his his usual in the past grinded out running games? No, not 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 surprised. I mean, I was there during some of Lane's time where it was very high-paced, high-scoring, and up-tempo, and 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 Lane always leaned on that. He he, uh, he certainly wanted to to do that as much as possible and you know they're doing a really good job of it now they can mix tempos I mean they can they can run power game actually they just score faster doing it another way and uh, they certainly got a lot of talent at the uh, wide receiver position quarterback position like I've talked about so I mean if they can score they're going to score and they're good at it and uh, he's doing what he does what they do best and I think a lot of that credit goes to Coach Loxley and Coach Enos and their offensive staff. I mean, they've got a who's who studied cast over there on offense of coaches that allow them to prepare. Um, a lot of their support staff I've known for a long time, and there's guys that have been in pro ball, been coaches in pro ball that are over there, and they, they get great ideas. They get uh, great players, and they put it, the package together, and they're really aggressive with it. Okay, so uh, as a follow-up, you know, this team has been uh, outscoring opponents by over 20 points uh, all season. How do you stop this offense? Uh, well, you gotta you gotta play good. You gotta be able to cover people. You gotta be able to affect the quarterback. Um, you know, you gotta try to make them one dimensional. But sometimes one dimensional for them is just they're okay with it. They 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 they're, they they want to be able to attack you down the field, attack you vertically, and play good football. Look, I don't think there's anybody's gonna go out there and stone cold these guys. When you watch them play, you see them score points. So you gotta do a good job creating turnovers, creating all yardage plays, and you gotta make plays on the ball when you're not looking at it, when you're not in phase and you're back to the ball, you're going to have to make some plays on the ball because they throw the ball vertically down the field. Thanks, Kirby. Thanks, Steve Moulton, WGDN. Yes, Coach. I was hoping you could uh, possibly update us on the health of Monty Rice. Yeah, you know, uh, Monty wasn't able to play Saturday. Um, he's down to one crutch, and he's trying to get back. I was talking to him after the game. You know, he feels much better, but he's not 100%. I know a lot more uh, probably tomorrow after practice. Uh, further, I, I mean, with what you saw out of two in the national championship game compared to seeing on tape this year, uh, what areas have you seen improvement, most improvement, or has he uh, does he look like he did back in the national championship game, Coach? Well, he looked real good in that one, but he looks really good now. He's uh, definitely improved. He's confident. You can see it's just the experience of playing in games and, um, and being able to go in and, and affect the other guys and the trust and confidence and timing. And I think, you know, quarterback coach, he's got there because he knows does a great job. And, uh, he's, he's really developed. He's He's gotten better, and um, you can tell he's playing with a lot of confidence. Where, where has Jake Fromm gotten uh, better this year, Coach? Same. He's gotten more confidence. I think he's comfortable with things. He he knows where people are now. He knows the protections better. He's, he's got a uh, trust in the offensive line that's been playing well for him, and um, he's also got a, a run game that he's able to rely on. If, if things get hairy, he's able to put us in the right run and make it a positive play. You know, staying away from a, a, a lost yardage play, a lot of our runs turn into two- and three-yard runs, but they make third down much more manageable. 
with uh, someone you have like hey, Rodriguez. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. We can oh, come I'm back to you. We got to get some more on, okay? Uh, next up, let's go to uh, Barrett Salee of CBS Sports. And as uh, what, what Steve asked about the running game and what you said, um, DeAndre Swift injured earlier in the year. Um, you know, he, he came on strong. How delicate and how careful with you early in the season with him, and, and how banged up was he? Uh, you know, it's hard to measure that because it's not a injury that you can test and measure. It's a feel. It's 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 a personal feel for how he feels. And um, he had some things in the spring that bothered him with that growing. And uh, there were a couple instances in the in, in the early in the season that he felt it and it bothered him a little bit. And we we obviously wanted to keep him fresh and try to keep him healthy. So it was a topic of conversation in some early games. But there was never a point where we were like, hey, we got to get him out of there he's hurt it wasn't like that it just the kid went out and competed played hard in a lot of early games and as the season went on I think he's um, gotten better and better and as far as the linebackers go obviously uh, you lost a lot of guys last year and the run defense over the last month has been significantly better uh, what clicked with those guys and, and how do you assess their progression from game one to game 12 well, I think as a unit we've gotten better. It's never the run game is never you know one group the D line or the linebacker I mean, secondary is really tied into the run run support and run defense. So it's on all of us, and uh, we, we've improved on that because we've worked hard on it and we've gone against our uh, offense. And uh, you know I think that those are only ways we can get better is to really preach the fundamentals. And you know we had some sloppy tackling in the LSU game and. That probably hurt us more than the schemes. We just didn't tackle real well, and we've got to tackle well in this game. they got really good skilled players. doesn't matter if it's a back, tight end, or receiver, but when you start giving them yards after the catch, it adds up. Hey, Terry. Yep. Next is Blake Topmeyer, the Knox one you said. Hey, Kirby, I know he's been dealing with an injury, but uh, just in general, how would you describe what you've gotten out of uh, Cade Mays this season? Um, very dependable. Uh, he's a kid that came in has played every position except for center. He's played four positions on our offensive line. Um, he's been uh, very intelligent. He's been able to go in, plug and play. This guy gets hurt, and he goes in, he pops in there, he takes you know three or four reps at uh, each position during the week, and he's able to go in and communicate and, and, and function, and that's been big for us. He's really physical and really tough guy, and those qualities are pretty important in offensive linemen. Do you expect you'll have him back for Saturday? Don't know that yet. Thanks. This is Michael Cascrandy of AL.com. Hey, Kirby, uh, just just wondering in general, what's, what's the biggest difference between this team you'll bring in Saturday compared to the team that you had uh, in January against Alabama? Uh, you know, I don't know. That's a tough question. I feel like we're probably not quite where we were special teams-wise last year. We've been really good in some areas, and we've really struggled in some. So we've been up and down where last year I felt like we were a little more complete special teams unit. Um, defensively, we just had so much experience. We were playing with, you know, guys with 30 and 40 starts. Um, and some of them were, you know, they weren't that talented. They were just – they played a lot of experience. Um, now we've got a little less experience on that side of the ball, and we've got a little more experience on our offensive side of the ball, minus two really good backs. So it's a, it's a very different team, a very different personality team. But uh, they have been very effective and been very uh, good leaders. 
Next we'll go to Mark Wise of the Athens Banner Herald. Blake Corner Williams, and, and what do they need to do to keep him out of the backfield? Didn't get you, Mark, called the very end of something about the backfield. <laughs> uh, I was saying, uh, what, what kind of challenge is it for uh, Lamont Gilliard and, and the offensive guards facing a guy like Quentin Williams, and, and uh, what do they need to do to keep him out? Well, it's uh, the ultimate challenge. I mean, you're playing one of the best <laughs> football players in, in college football. He's, he's extremely quick, extremely athletic, uses leverage well, he's powerful. Uh, obviously, Greg Wines was extremely disruptive last year and a, a really good football player. So, I mean, they've got really good football players. We, 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 we are well aware of that. And uh, biggest thing is, you know, being fundamentally sound, playing a good pad level and, um, you know, being able to put ourselves in positive situations in the right place. I don't think you go out there and just stone these guys. they got good football players. You've got to do a good job mixing things up. you got to stay balanced um, and you got to stay consistent with it. And you guys obviously have been throwing the ball around well uh, down the stretch here. What do you uh, make of the matchup with uh, their young corners? Well, first of all, they got two really good corners, and uh, they're good football players. And our guys have been having a timing and running good routes, and we got a competitive group of receivers, so I think it'll be a good uh, good matchup. Thanks. Next we have uh, Anthony Dash from georgiasports.com. Uh, you talked about uh, a lot of the, the young kids you've had playing for him, and particularly a lot of you know freshmen who have contributed this year. So 13 games in now, is it a case where they're no longer freshmen? Are you still get a little bit concerned about maybe some of that youthful exuberance in a big game like this? No, I mean, I think that any time you look at the, the – the, each freshman is different. I mean, we got some freshmen that have – they, they, they never, it never affects them. The moment's never too big for them. They, they go play, and then other freshmen probably get more anxiety than others. And um, each one's different. So, you know, the ones that, that handled it well early will probably handle this well, and the ones that got nervous early will probably be nervous for this one. But each one's different, and each one's uh, kind of separated out. I, I know this. They've they bought in and are playing really hard for us, and they're gaining confidence in the games they've been able to get experience and play in. And in particular about Adam Anderson, the kind of progress he's made. He really played, seemingly played play pretty well of late. Uh, Adam's growing. He's getting better. He's um, taking on a role on special teams, and uh, he's developing. He's got a lot of speed, a lot of good instincts. Um, he's, he's become a lot more serious about learning his assignments, which has given us an opportunity to, to uh, place some responsibility on him. And he continues to get better at that. Thank you. All right, Coach, that's going to wrap you up. We appreciate your time and look forward to seeing you on Friday in Atlanta. Okay, thank you, guys.